ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. We're going to need to talk. This entire hour, we're just going to need to talk. It is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I am your host, Paul Swan. Here until 6 o'clock, we will get your text in this hour. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. You know what we got to talk about. Yesterday, Marshall coming back, the thundering herd coming back in under two minutes. It was an 11-point deficit. That's how bad it was. The herd's down by 11. 148 on the clock. A lot of herd fans just get up and leave. Like, we're done. We've seen enough. We're done. And then Marshall comes back, takes the lead, then wins the game. And for, I would say there was a good maybe 2,000 or so fans left. I think half the crowd left. Just, just eyeballing it. Half the crowd left, and the other half, it. It was loud. I don't know if I've been in the Henderson Center where it's been that loud in a while, especially with that size of a crowd. That's the thing that really just took me by surprise, how loud it was with about half of the Henderson Center crowd left. And we're all looking at each other yesterday. I mean, I'm up in the uh, the media perch, whatever you want to call that. And I'm looking around, and I'm looking at uh, the other people that are up there, including some of the people in the in the tech booth. And just, I'm just looking at, like, what did I just watch? And as I'm coming out, and I'm trying to make my way through the crowd to get downstairs so I can set up and do the, the post-game show, you know, I'm looking at fans, and they're all looking at each other like, that was amazing. That was insane. It was crazy. We love it. What did we just watch? And... That was the vibe coming out. And so, what did I just watch? That's that's the thing I have to answer today. What did I just watch? It's Marshall beat Georgia Southern 84-83. to And you look at the stats, and the first thing that stands out is, yeah, three-point shot was not necessarily going down all night. It was 6 of 22. Free throws. I mean, there were some key free throws down the stretch. The Herd shot 26 of 37 from the free throw line. That that was good down the stretch. And in the second half, Marshall shot 16 of 20. Much better. 80% in the second half, and the Herd needed 80% or better. First half, they were 10 of 17. So 70.3% for the game. Especially the 80%. That was good in the second half. From the field, Marshall is 18 of 32 for 56%. And abysmal, 8 of 23 in that first half for 35%. The three-point shot, as I mentioned, was not going down in that first half especially. 1 of 10. Marshall got outscored in the paint, but the gap wasn't as big as I thought it was. It was 38-34 when it was all said and done. Points off turnovers. Marshall won the day there, 25-14. Second chance points about even, 8-7 in favor of the Herd. Fast break points, 13-7 in favor of Georgia Southern. And then bench scoring, 30-12 in favor of Georgia Southern. And the reason why there's such a disparity there 
is because the other thing, watching this game, I'm looking at the foul situation all night long, and it kept going up and up and up. And I started noticing those numbers are going really up. It feels like the the refs are just blowing the whistle every time we turn around. So how many fouls did Marshall end up getting hit with? Marshall got hit with 25 fouls. 25 fouls. Georgia Southern got hit with 26 fouls. So if you like the whistle, this was your game. And that cut into any flow this thing had. So 26 fouls on Georgia Southern, 25 on the herd. And don't forget, there were technical fouls assessed as well in this contest. If you love if you love the technical foul, you got to see it. Tyron Moore got hit with a technical foul in the second, 12-23 for Georgia Southern. And then Obina Anachili Killen got hit with a technical with 17.43 to go in the second. And of course, uh, I think it was um it was one of those situations where the officials were just not taking anything from from players. That's another thing to keep in mind. If you were watching this game last night, the officials weren't weren't having it. And I'm not saying the fouls were ticky tacky here. But there were some there were some times where I was sitting there thinking, okay, are they calling that? Are they really? And there were other times when I watched the game thinking, why aren't they calling that? When you don't want them to blow the whistle, they do. And then when they should blow the whistle, they don't. The fans were on them, obviously. The fans were not happy with the officials. There were a lot of of missed calls. Tyron Moore got hit with that technical. He said, that's for you to a fan who had been on him all night. Makes a three-pointer and then gets hit with a technical foul. Says, that's for you. It was ugly. It was it was it was just an ugly game. And then Marshall, believe it or not, only had one guy foul out in the entire contest. Only Wyatt Fricks fouls out. Five fouls. That's it. Now, Goran Miladinovic had four fouls. Obina Anachili Killen had four fouls. Tavion Kinsey had four fouls. Camden Kerfman had three fouls. Micah Hanlogden, four fouls. Andrew Taylor, not a single foul. Clean. Not a single foul. And then you look at Georgia Southern. Here's the other thing. It's been a long time since I've seen a game where there were 51 fouls called. Long time since I've seen that. And Georgia Southern, at one point, didn't have any real ball handlers out there because they lost all of their talent. Carlos Curry went out with five. Kamari Brown went out with five. 
Tyron Moore went out with five. Jalen Finch went out with five. And that left a very short bench. And I think Marshall was able to take advantage of Georgia Southern and really seize that opportunity. I've never seen that. If I have, it's been a long time, and I don't remember seeing it. That's how long it's been since I've seen a game like this where that many guys foul out and this kind of roller coaster at the same time the free throw line became more and more important and Marshall was able to take advantage of it in the second and cut into the deficit. I mean, Marshall would go on runs. Georgia Southern would go on runs. There was a moment in the contest where I think it was like a 19-2 run and Dan D'Antoni finally called timeout. I heard from fans yesterday saying, look, that shouldn't have happened. You should have called that sooner. Maybe. And you're going to hear from Dan in just a moment on his situation, how he feels about certain things. You know what? Let's let's hear that now. While we're here, let's hear that now. Because one of the things that you keep in mind with, with Dan is he doesn't actively get worried. He doesn't get worried. And he talked about that yesterday in the postgame, just telling everyone in the media room that you got to let these players play. And there were times where Marshall was down, and he he stressed this. You got to let them play. You know, you got to let Cam play. You got to let Andy play. You got to let Tavion play. Andy and Tavion and Cam are experienced players. They, you know, they're going to keep their head in. They didn't quit. I thought we did a nice job of uh, managing the game. They lost three of their guards, which hurt them. They turned the ball over. But uh, again, I thought we managed the game toward the end the way we should be managed. Our players did a good job in doing that. And then Andy makes that one key drive and throws up one of those. <laughs> And it goes in, you know. And I, I saw somebody, somebody sent me a letter or something. I, I don't know why you let him shoot those wild, crazy shots. And uh, I wanted to send the letter back, but I didn't. I wanted to send the letter back because he makes them. Letting him make those shots because he makes them. And, of course, you know, that whole sequence toward the end. Let's talk about that for a moment. The whole sequence toward the end. Now, if you follow along if you are a if you are a consumer of the radio product here you know that we're pretty much spread out during the game Bill Cornwell is going to be on press row helping out with the radio broadcast I'm up in the media perch we're doing the pregame Bill's working for me in the post game getting us the sound and so Bill's down on press row. Bill Cornwell. If you don't know who Bill Cornwell is, if you're new to the program, Bill is a, a member of our broadcast team here at the radio station, longtime news director, a almost living legend, almost living legend. And yesterday, we get close to that 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 setting of the play that gets Andy the shot that wins it. The ball went out of bounds, setting up the winning shot, went off the top of Bill Cornwell's head. So we gave Bill the game ball yesterday. 
So Bill gets the game ball. Unfortunately, I can't find a photo. I want a photo of that, if anyone's got that. Anyone was snapping photos. So we got to give Bill the game ball. Because if it wasn't for the ball going out of bounds off the top of his head, we might not have the sequence of events that happened culminating in the turnover and the steal, credited as a steal to Obina and a chili kill it. It happened so fast. I was sitting there and I was standing and I'm looking and I don't want to say disbelief, but I'm like, what, what happened? What did I just watch back to that? What did I just watch? And so Marshall wins. Everybody that stayed goes home happy. And Tavion was asked about this. That was a question in the post yesterday about you're down. And then I don't want to say a half of the fans, maybe maybe a, a solid third and then some. A good portion of fans leave yesterday. Just we're done. We're leaving. We're going in the car. We'll go and listen to Steve Cotton the rest of the way. And if we're home before... You know, the post game begins, you know, we're done. Just calling it, we're calling it a night. No. Tavion didn't have anything. I'll say this. He was very diplomatic in his response, but he was asked this. Hey, what do you think? The fans leaving the game early. And here's what he had to say. If you left, man, too bad for you. You missed a good one. If you left, too bad for you. You missed a good one. And if you didn't hear it, if you left, man, too bad for you. You, mi- you missed a good one. You missed it. That's right. You missed it because those final moments, those final minutes of the game, it was exciting. Absolutely exciting. And Tavian talked about this team has a never say die attitude. They didn't think that they were done. They didn't feel that they were out of this. And that's their attitude, and that's how they played, and that's how they won. We we continue to fight. Uh, Coach Dan makes us, you know, keep fighting in practice. Uh, when we're down in practice, we we're always down to the um, our our second squad, and they they usually are are beating us through practice, and we have to fight back through that. So um, this wasn't you know anything different from practice. It was just more so um, a louder environment, which I think helped us as well. So I want to stop and say thank you to the fans and um, to. <clears throat> All the students that came out, you know, and supported us tonight, we really needed that for the ones that stayed. But um, they, we definitely um, really, really needed that in the end, and it helped us out a lot. Hear how important that is to him? That the team feeds off your energy, the team sees you up there, and when you leave, they see that also. Absolutely. Now... Is anyone saying that you cannot get up and leave? Yes, there are some people saying that today on the internet. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not even going to lie to you. Yeah, there are a lot of people saying that. You just can't get up and leave. There are there are actually reasons why you, you know, sometimes you have to leave. Sometimes you okay, it's a late night. Hey, you know, I've, I've got to get I got to get the kids home. But we're not talking. This is a late night tip. And it's going way long here. And, you know, you'd like to hang on. We're talking with 
I'm not saying that it was a just a minute to go. I'm saying there were there were a few minutes to go on the clock. We had some game time left, but at the same time, what's a few extra minutes? What's a few extra minutes? The traffic is not that hard to navigate in Huntington, right? And so if you have a if you have a legitimate reason, of course, you know, nobody's actually seriously chastising anyone that got up and left. If you have to leave sometimes, you have to leave. And that's that's fine. It's acceptable. You paid your ticket. You paid your price. And we should respect that. I respect the fact you paid your money to come to the game and you don't get that money back if you leave early. And so you feel like you've gotten the investment out of it. You've got your money's worth. You leave early, you got your money's worth, or you, you feel like you can't watch anymore. But college is a little different because college is your team. This is your this is your school. For a lot of us, this is this is our school. We went here. This is this is Marshall. I, I'm a Marshall grad. And so I understand why sometimes fans, there's a lot of fan-on-fan crime sometimes. And yes, uh, I am going to pick on you a little bit. If you just got up and said, I'm, I'm done. I, I can't watch this anymore. Uh, you know, I, I'm getting out of here. I, I can't stand this anymore. It's, it's one thing if you're watching it on TV. But if you're there, you've seen this team make comebacks before. You've seen this. The team didn't give up on itself. Andrew Taylor talked about the team never giving up. I feel like just staying level-headed for the most part was like a big key tonight for a lot of us. Um, you know, we missed some baskets in the second. We got the ball moving more. I feel like we were getting the shots we wanted. They might have not been going out. You know, I had a lot of layups rimming it out. Um, but you just got to keep going. I mean, and it, it turned out in our favor. They had two or three players file out. We started pressing at the end, and we just didn't give up. Simple as that. Andrew Taylor did not give up. Tavion Kinsey did not give up. Marshall with the win. And here's here's what is happening now in the Sun Belt. Georgia Southern lost yesterday. Marshall is only a game behind now. In the standing, you look at the standings, there's only a game separation. You got three to go. One game back. And... Marshall's got a shot here. Marshall's almost locked itself up in at least a quarterfinal seed. We're getting to that point now that Marshall's going to lock up a spot, play on a Saturday. So that's that's mission one, get a high seed. What's mission two? Win the conference championship. Now, Marshall put a little adversity on itself. But there's still that opportunity. Going to need a little help. But Marshall is competing for possibly a regular season crown. How great would that be if Marshall could win in its inaugural season in the Sun Belt the regular season crown? Or at least be in the position to at this late stage and go in with a lot of momentum to the conference tournament. And I hope that Marshall does not see Georgia Southern. That's how much I respect Georgia Southern. That's a good team. Good, good team. When it matches up against Marshall, that team is well-prepared, ready to go. 
I don't want to see him again. That's respect. That's me respecting Georgia Southern. That's a physical team. But, hey, respect their herd for coming back as well and getting the victory over Georgia Southern, 84-83. So, all right, here we are. We're going to open the text line up, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We've got other things to get into today. I mean, we got Marshall Baseball. That got started today. How about that? Are you in? You in for it? I am. We have got herd activities all weekend long to tell you about. Of course, the main event going to be tomorrow, the herd in action at the Cam Henderson Center. It's the final opportunity for herd fans to see the thundering herd at home, unless we're talking about an NIT bid or worst case scenario, worst case. I'll call them the pay-for-play opportunities, the pay-for-play tournaments. I don't, I don't want to see Marshall in that situation. I will be happy. It's, it's not what I want, but I will be happy with a Marshall NIT invitation. But Marshall's got a shot here to win the regular season crown, which will get you an automatic berth in the NIT if things don't work out in the tournament. And then Marshall to set itself up for a run in the postseason starting from the quarterfinals. We still have this opportunity in front of us. So Saturday, if you got tickets, are you going? More importantly, how many of you were there yesterday that stayed? I want to hear from you. The text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So if you were there and you stayed, I want to hear from you. If you were there and you left... You can text in your reason why you left. You can follow it up with an apology. I will. This is an amnesty period now for you. If you want to call in, you want to text in and ask for your forgiveness or express your remorse, and we will um, we will we'll pardon you. We will pardon you from your transgression. Uh, seriously, though, it's you got a few minutes to go, and. Marshall can come back from almost any deficit here. And it, it was barely over double digits. It was barely over double digits, and we've seen Marshall come back before. Did you mess up? Do you feel like, are you justified in leaving? In your mind, you were justified in leaving, or did you you know, have a, a good reason why you had to leave? And do you regret leaving? Do you regret re- leaving? For the rest of us, it's... um. We had a great time. We got to see the herd win. It was fantastic. We're going to be talking about this for many years to come. I'm going to be actually able to say I was there and I saw it. I was there and I got to watch it. And I remember. And it was beautiful. Text line 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. While we've been talking, Marshall Baseball has been playing. It's the start of the season for the Thundering Herd. Greg Beals, new head coach of your Thundering Herd. And right now, it's the top of the seventh. The Herd's getting it done. 10-3. 
10 to 3 over St. Louis. The Billikens. We'll try to get you a final on that one. Hopefully, it'll be over soon. Well, Marshall could go off again. Marshall had um, had a huge second, scored six in the second, one in the third, three in the fourth, and we are now uh, in the top of the seventh in this one. Text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan, and if you do, I would appreciate a... Follow, and then we can talk herd sports all weekend long. And, of course, we'll be checking that text line again tomorrow during our postgame show. But that's tomorrow. This is today. And from the text line, uh, texter writes in and says that herd fans should apologize because, again, that was a great bleeping game. That's how I have to paraphrase that. It was a great bleeping game. Yeah, it was a great bleeping game. It absolutely was a great game. Bleep included. Also, uh, a thanks for Bill Cornwell for the excess. So, uh, we appreciate Bill's head. Wasn't for Bill's head getting hit with the basketball. That whole sequence of events. Bill Cornwell, our our news director here. If it wasn't for him on, on the broadcast row getting his head hit with that basketball. This whole sequence of events where Andy Taylor gets the ball and scores, and then Obina Anachilli Killen gets that loose ball turnover steal. That wouldn't happen. So, game ball to my guy, Bill Cornwell. And we'll take more of your text again. 304 396 Talk. 304 396 8255. You want to be a part of today's edition of the show? Of course, uh, tomorrow is going to be a busy day for us as well because we've got the Marshall game coming up. And then after that, we'll have our post game. It'll be the final home game, regular season for the Thundering Herd. The only game I want to see for the Thundering Herd next at the Henderson Center will be either tip off for the new season or worst case scenario, begrudgingly one of those pay to play tournaments, but Hopefully, if if it has to happen, it's going to be an NCAA um, bid for the herd or an NIT home game. That's what I want to see for the Thundering Herd in this contest. But I'm excited. We got the, the herd taking on Troy tomorrow. And if you look at the standings right now, it's getting tight. That's what I'm excited about the most here, Marshall. We're still in a situation where there's three games to go. And Marshall's in a situation where it could win. The regular season crown. Did you think that would happen? Some of you probably did. And with the way that the season's been going, there's an outside shot at happening here. Because Southern Miss lost yesterday against South Alabama. Now if you look at the standings, and here's I'll just run it down. Here's what the scores look like from yesterday. Uh, James Madison keeping pace, uh, beat Old Dominion 76-67. to 67. Uh, it was App State defeating Texas State 82-75. to Coastal Carolina defeating Georgia State 77-68. to Louisiana keeps on doing what it does, beat Monroe 84-67. to And Troy, Marshall's next opponent, beat Arkansas State 67-62. to So now we go to the standings, and Southern Miss 12-3 in the conference. And then Marshall... 
has a higher win percentage than Louisiana. Both teams are 11 and 4. Both are tied in conference play. Marshall is at 22 and 6. That's the most games that Dan D'Antoni has won in the regular season as the coach. Regular season games. 22 regular season games. So the herd done a three-game win streak. It could have been more, but losing the Louisiana. And if Marshall could have got that win against Louisiana, we'd have a, a tie at the top here. And I think Marshall would have the tiebreaker in that scenario. And so we're hoping that Southern Miss loses again and Marshall can win out. But right after that is James Madison at 10 and 5. And Troy's at 9 and 6. That's Marshall's next opponent. So Marshall could almost knock Troy out of the of the first four buys to the quarterfinals if Marshall can beat Troy. And then Old Dominion and App State are 8 and 7 right behind Troy. And then Georgia Southern is 14 and 14 overall. Seven and eight in league play. And honestly, this is one of the best 500 teams I've seen. South Alabama is right behind them and Monroe as well at seven and eight. And then uh, we get to the bottom, Texas State, Coastal, Georgia State, and Arkansas State. Those are your bottom teams and the Sun Belt. But you look at that top spot, Southern Miss came over with Marshall, came over with Old Dominion, and then, of course, James Madison, all joining the Sun Belt. So, Southern Miss, Marshall, James Madison, three of the four newcomers are in the top four. And in the top six, all four of the newcomers. So, football, I think the benefits will be longer term for the Sun Belt coming out of this acquisition period but for basketball I think the I think the results are short term at least favoring the new members because look at this look at how competitive it is at the top right now and Danny keeps talking about how this league is just as good as conference USA I I honestly think it might be better I do believe that it might be better than Conference USA, and of course, yeah, FAU's having a great season. Let's give them respect. But overall here, I think you look at this, this might be a better league top the bottom. And we're still learning. We're still trying to form rivalries. Let me tell you, you think that Marshall-Georgia-Southern rivalry isn't going to heat up? I think it's heating up. That's going to be one we look forward to every single year. And of course, you know, anytime Marshall plays Southern Miss, that's exciting. And, you know, I think Marshall, Old Dominion, that's always going to be exciting as well. And that James Madison matchup, that was pretty fiery. So, of course, Louisiana got the better of the herd. There's App State in there. I like this league a lot better. And Marshall still has a shot at the top spot here. And, of course, being the number one seed and having the bye up to the quarterfinals Definitely sets up a tournament run for the Thundering Herd. Our text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We're keeping an eye on baseball. How are they doing right now? Uh, we're in the top of the seven. Okay, we're going to the middle of the seventh right now. It's 10-3 in favor of the Thundering Herd. So um, 
Marshall looking like it's going to win that game. If the Herd can hang on, that'll be a great start for Marshall baseball. We're trying to get that final, hopefully, before the end of the show. If not, we will keep an eye on it on Twitter. You can find me there, at Paul Swan. More coming up on today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday, February 17th edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line is open at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Don't forget if you miss any part of today's show or you want to go back and listen to it at your convenience, you can download our podcast. Just find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. It is a free service, and we do it every single day with very few exceptions. So you can always go back and catch what you missed, and do appreciate everyone who follows the show. And if you do so, I will appreciate it even further if you just go ahead and hit that follow button. Sometimes it's labeled subscribe. But uh, however you do it, uh, the more you do that, the more notice that people um, will take of the show. Actually, you know, something else is really helpful. If you if you're following the show, that's that's helpful because, you know, it helps in those analytics. But leaving reviews, especially the five star variety, if you leave reviews, uh, that will help surface the show for other herd fans that maybe haven't found out that we do this every single day. So. If you can help me there, I would appreciate it once again. And I do appreciate you being here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So we've been talking about the Marshall basketball game. And, of course, coming up tomorrow, it's going to be heard against Troy. There'll be some other things that are going to keep an eye on. The Marshall Thundering Herd players in the XFL will be a thing now. we got three of them to keep an eye on. Tavante Beckett. And Alex Millette are all playing for the Houston Roughnecks. And they're in action Saturday against the Orlando Guardians. That's 8.30 p.m. on ESPN. We're going to be slightly disposed. We're going to be busy. Heard basketball against Troy. But get your DVR going. Let's find out if uh, this XFL with The Rock in charge is going to be really... uh, Something to watch here. But uh, Devontae Beckett and Alex Millette playing for the Houston Roughnecks. And then Brendan Knox is going to be playing for the Seattle Sea Dragons. I need to see the – I don't think I've seen the logo for the Seattle Sea Dragons. So I'm going to have to – I'm going to have to check that out because I think that's a cool name. Just by – just hearing it alone. I mean, it's better than something like the Seahawks. So the Sea Dragons, all right, I'm looking at the logo now, and um, it's, I'm not sure if I'm in love with the logo. It's it's a green looking, it looks like a, a more of a, it's got that snake feel to it, but it's it's a dragon in the form of an S spitting fire out of its mouth. I don't know if that's um, the the logo in 2020 looked a little meaner. So the one that is the current logo, I, I 
I'm not sure if I like that just yet. If I even got the yeah, I'm I'm trusting Wikipedia because after all, you can't uh, you can't go wrong with uh, with Wikipedia. No, that's it. I'm I'm on the XFL website now. It's it looks a little. I don't want to say it looks a little cartoonish. I like the name though the the Sea Dragons. That's that's pretty cool. You know, maybe that'll grow on me. I don't know. But it's it's in the form of an S. The names of the teams in the XFL, by the way. You've got the Arlington Renegades, the D.C. Defenders, the Houston Roughnecks, as we just told you, and the Orlando Guardians. Uh, then San Antonio Brahmas. That feels like a name that the Rock, Dwayne, the Rock Johnson would be on board with. And then you have the Vegas Vipers and the St. Louis Battlehawks. Those are not terrible names. I don't have a problem with any of them, really. Uh, the Renegades, I think Renegades as a name is played out in, in minor league sports. Defenders is okay. It's, it's kind of abstract, but it, it makes sense for D.C., Vipers, it's kind of played out a little bit as well, but it's not terrible. But you have Battlehawks, Sea Dragons, Guardians. Guardians is, um, it hasn't worn out its welcome just yet. I know Cleveland's using it now. Uh, Roughnecks is okay. Sea Dragons, again, I kind of like that, actually, the Sea Dragons. So, not terrible here. We'll compare these two, because you're going to have the XFL, and then you're going to have the USFL. Everything is coming together to see which off-season football league can survive. And just comparing names here of the um, of the teams, you have the Philadelphia Stars, you have the Memphis Showboats, the New Jersey Generals, the Birmingham Stallions, the Michigan Panthers, the Houston Gamblers the Pittsburgh Maulers, and the New Orleans Breakers. I'm not in love with most of those names, to be honest with you. I don't I don't think I have a, a favorite there. Uh, I'm not a Pittsburgh Maulers fan. I'm just going to, on principle alone, not going to be a Pittsburgh Maulers fan. I'm not a Pittsburgh anything fan in professional football. The Penguins... I'm a Rangers fan, so I guess I'm not a Penguins fan. And then you have the Pirates, and we carry the Pirates. And actually, um, I do like the Pirates. They're, um, they're a baseball team that will be probably more competitive than the Reds. We will see. That'll be interesting to watch. We'll have those games for you here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Final break coming up. We'll get your text in 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We're in the bottom of the seventh now with two outs, and Marshall is leading St. Louis 10-4. First game, Marshall baseball under Coach Greg Beals. Hopefully the herd can continue and put some more runs on the board before it's all said and done. But right now the herd out to a 10-4 lead. Bottom the seventh with two outs against St. Louis. We'll try to get you an update when we continue with this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
It's our final segment for today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Our text line still open, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. A couple items to make note of before we call it a day. Aaron Dobson, you remember Aaron Dobson, one of the all-time greats, catching the ball for the Thundering Herd. He returns to Marshall. He's going to be the offensive quality control coach. That's easy to say. Offensive quality control coach. So welcome back to Aaron Dobson. Glad to have him here. Uh, Marshall softball just playing one game today facing Maine. That game started at 3 o'clock. The game against Chattanooga has been postponed. The weather, of course, has been terrible. And we're in the top of the fifth at last check. And Marshall leading Maine. 13 to nothing. That is what softball is doing. What's Marshall baseball doing? Well, we're in the top of the eighth now, and St. Louis has gotten on the board here in the last couple of innings to make it a little closer, but Marshall still leads 10 to 4. And again, that's in the top of the eighth. Tennis is in action. They are going to Illinois. They're going to take on the Illini. That's going to be on Saturday. Uh, They uh, had a match scheduled for uh, Michigan State. That was canceled on Thursday. So, um, heard heading to probably already there to Illinois to take on the Fighting Illini. And, of course, uh, the Marshall women's basketball team uh, will be facing the Georgia State Panthers. Marshall, again, deficit, again, rallied, but... Marshall could not get the kill shot. Heard fell 63-61 in Statesboro. So it was a good day for the Herd on the men's side, and it was a disappointing loss for Tony Kemper and his squad on the women's side. Back at it tomorrow, Thundering Herd taking on Georgia State. And we'll hopefully have all those results tomorrow, uh, either during our pregame or our postgame on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930, and of course on 93.7 The Dog. So we'll go on the air tomorrow. Uh, it's a 7 o'clock tip, so we're going to go on the air at 6 o'clock with our pregame coverage. That is Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Basketball today. And then we will, of course, get right back at it after the game with our postgame that is Michelob Ultra College Basketball Wrap-Up. This has been The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 in AM 930. We do this every weekday, Monday through Friday, 5.06. We podcast. It's available at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, you can find us on several social media outlets. You can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. I tweet during the game. I read all your comments. You can also find us on Facebook. We've got a show page. We've got a show group, both titled The Drive with Paul Swan. We post our podcast on our social media channels. And we're always looking to expand and do more. So thanks for tuning in. Back tomorrow. Good night, everyone.